0: Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the third episode of Mindhunter Season 2. This episode was written by the story Joshua Donan and Courtney, or Courtney Miles, Teleplay by Joshua Donan and Philip Howes, directed once again by David Fincher. I gave this episode a 10 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I was not expecting, um, us to go to Atlanta and getting a lot of more melanin on the screen. So that was a pleasant surprise as well as Jim Barney being back. Cause I think that that was someone I wanted to see in season one, get the job instead of Greg even though greg did show himself to have some worth (laughs) this particular episode even if it was minute but hey we all got that person where it's like we know you are here because of nepotism (laughs) everybody knows this you've also betrayed us but we're willing to now we know your parameters (laughs) you're only ever going to be given so much so when you you do one thing right you know you might not get so many side eyes in your direction but yeah i like the the fact that we did go to atlanta there's a racial component there of course we get to learn about you know uh the development of atlanta coinciding with these murders and its crime rate in the city so I I like the politics behind it and it's going to be so much more for Holden to navigate because we know how he wants to do the right thing and he seems to get away with it in Virginia because of his white privilege but he is now going to be tossed into a world in a society in which he's not going to be able to use that privilege to his advantage because there are going to be other political factors and we know that Holden is just not good at politics He's not <laughs> he says what he what he means he means what he says he doesn't sugarcoat shit or step around it he's getting smarter but we know when his passion is involved that he can be he can be holding <laughs> the holding we all love uh, before we jump into the recap wherever you're listening to this podcast Podbean, stitcher itunes amazon go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe and if you want to send feedback for Hunter or any of the other shows that we do please send that to blackercouch at gmail.com so we start with uh i guess we're going to talk about tench's story first and then we'll move over to Ford's story because i feel like we we branched out and i'm glad that we are spending a little bit more time with tench his family situation uh and we got a little bit of car at the end of the episode but i still she's probably still gonna be and i don't think there's enough episodes to make her interesting to me or as interesting as as the other two male leads um they like showing anna Torvid, is that her name uh they like showing her half clothed multiple times in the episode (laughs) Anna Torv yeah that's what her name is um you know seeing her look amazing is great but that seems to be also the primary objective here (laughs) other than she being the smartest woman or person in the room when it comes to analyzing these particular interviews so her her input her insight is uh, is instrumental but besides that not a lot going on so Bill wakes up, his wife is not there. Uh, son is sleeping in his room, and uh you know, she's worried, she's concerned. I'm like, well, you wasn't concerned when you left the back door unlocked, but until it happens to you, that's exactly how it goes, right? You don't think about the danger until it happens to you. But I think when you grow up like that, like, yeah, I'm not leaving my fucking door unlocked. <laughs> there's never a time where I felt oh my god I'm so safe I'm gonna leave my door unlocked. even if I were I would know now in my mind like I, I never got to live with those blinders on it must be nice she says that she never wants to go back to that house uh she doesn't know why they needed her shoes is she a suspect <laughs> it's like no they just need to eliminate you know your footsteps your footsteps from that home like why would you even think you were a suspect you're not a black person in america <laughs> no but her mind's just racing i get that point get that part uh and so she says she wants her name and her phone number which that's factual i would have said the same thing oh no my phone number's on that shit get the end my name get that shit off so she asked bill to take care of it he says he will he'll also take over the shoes brian wakes up and he unfortunately has wet himself she's like what happened he just can only say he's sorry she tells him to go in the bathroom she'll be there shortly uh you notice bill doesn't have much to add to that she doesn't he doesn't call out daddy he always says mommy And I would think if my child seems to have an issue with male relationships or something to that, y'all need to go get him some counseling. (laughs) I thought y'all said y'all was going to, but, and he's wetting the bed at his age. Y'all need to see if he's had, you know, any, especially with Bill and understanding childhood trauma, and they know they adopted this child. Uh, I would think at this point there might be some correlation where he's thinking, okay, wetting the bed. That might be a sign of sexual assault (laughs) Uh, in the past or trauma. I'm not meaning to laugh at that sexual assault, but just those would be my thought processes. And I'm just kind of laughing at the fact that he hasn't put it together. I don't know why I'm laughing at it. (laughs) As I laugh once again, I think it's just um, me, a me thing. I laugh a lot. I think I, it's just it's just a natural thing for me to laugh because I find it funny but it's not actually funny and I'm laughing at myself let's move on he then goes and calls Ford says look I think I'm catching something can you go talk to to William Pierce and William Hance in Atlanta without me despite the fact that he really should have someone with him during these interviews because of his condition, and Carr definitely asked him about that. You know, I trust him, but I kind of feel you're a little naive too. Um, I can understand if you said I got Jim with him, and he's aware of the situation. No, Jim was an afterthought. Oh yeah, I so said I grab coffee with the guy. Uh, he's gonna meet you at the airport because he's still interested in things he's like Jim Barney oh the black guy you like (laughs) what the hell was Holden making by the way he then goes to the crime scene and drops off the shoes which he gives to a deputy and you have the lead detective I forgot his name already and he's like uh yeah I've been here all night this is fucking with my psyche you know about this shit can you yeah of course no problem and I like that because he's still in that mindset of you have to invite me to you know to the party not necessarily the other way around because I don't have any jurisdiction here and he goes in and it turns out there was a lot of children's footsteps in the house And then there was a body downstairs. It was that of a 14 month year old child that was crucified. Also, there was a rag over his face. Now I'm because I'm now a, a FBI behavior analyst. The first thing I'm thinking, rag on the face, possibly shame or regret or guilt over what they did, crucified connection to possibly the church, but not a cult because as bill would uh, said there would be more ceremony to it and since there was no candles around or anything written in blood on the walls or you know that wasn't it when he said that it was a lot of children choosing the house my guess is this place is probably being or has been used because you know abandoned houses they always find children in them to either have little parties or little get-togethers with their friends smoke do drugs whatever um we've seen this enough time particularly if you know that it's a just a house sitting there a realty house those are perfect perfect um places to go to hang out with your friends so probably some children came to hang out here which means the murderer would be familiar with I wonder how much of this shit's gonna be right and if it is I'm gonna really be like oh my god I'm way into this shit I'm not saying I'm a professional I'm saying I'm paying attention (laughs) um but those are all the things that was popping off to me and because I am paying attention when they was at the church and they kept showing that dark-headed dude that was married I was like that's my number one motherfucking suspect right there wasn't there a kid that his son Brian was playing with and they said he's like these good with other kids at the church it's usually those type of people right the ones you wouldn't think the ones that all everyone wants to be around those are the ones it's like why no you're a fucking adult why are you with kids it's never okay when adults find themselves hanging out with kids the majority of their spare time that shit's just not right i mean at least and for them at least it needs to be side-eyed as is all i'm saying <laughs> always keep my ass or another adult present because it's it's unusual that if it's not a family member and that's just the world right i great i get it it's 1974 of course they're not thinking that and that's as to be expected but in my mind you know that's the world that we live in is it's those particular people even if they're married it doesn't matter (laughs) and his wife over there looks so particularly mousy didn't even stand up as they're all in the church and the detectives trying to assure everyone but all of the locals are scared they have a lot of questions so bill has to stand up and say look i have a lot of faith in the police i was at the crime scene we're not giving you information for a purpose just allow us to have some time i have faith in the police and they're doing all they can but you're asking for more shit than we are able to tell you and i can assure you it's not a cult that's the one thing i can tell you it is no cult of any kind and it is so scary to realize that the people that you when you are in those communities where everyone's close like I'm not in a close-knit community at all I don't believe in that concept uh (laughs) maybe one day maybe one day but i've never i've never had that where it's you know i trust my neighbors or i know them on a first name basis and all that uh i'm not a homeowner either so that's probably uh, a lot of it but yeah to have that that idea that oh my god these people go to church but that's to that's the that's the thing right they people assume if you do a b c d e f g that means you're not evil and that's not the case at all. Everyone has the capability because you're people. So people need to reassess their minds. And it's still the same way. You still will hear, well, we never thought it happened in a community like this. Things have probably happened in your community that you just never were aware of. That's the issue. Every There's no such thing as people are perfect in a certain setting. No. Um, <laughs> on average uh maybe five out of those ten people probably got something going on you just don't know what it is it may not even be as evil or or even illegal but something's going on there's no perfect situation uh where crime just doesn't exist sometimes crime is 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 happening all around and it's just not obvious because it doesn't result in the direct death in the community but death outside the community yeah i'm talking about you drug launderers and all that shit all to say i empathize exactly with what everyone is feeling but i also am kind of like yeah (laughs) no one should ever feel that a community means safety uh it just doesn't it's nice to have people that you you know and you trust and you want to trust but the reality is that everyone is and is capable of of being something else. <laughs> uh so that's uh Bill's story for the most part this episode. Uh when he goes home and tells Nancy like she drops the the plate and she's horrified to realize that the boy that died is someone she knew. Uh that was a part of the church community. I almost laughed. I wanted to laugh and it's not funny, but it was funny when she was going, la 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 la. la. I don't want to hear about it. Oh my god, tell me. <laughs> and then she just wiped her tears. He tried to like Bill is so he needs to be better with his interpersonal relationships. <laughs> she needed a hug to be comforted. He was just like, Yeah, I'm gonna put my hand on. She's like, get the fuck. I need a wine. Give me some liquor. Bitch, I'm trying to get drunk. Drop, drop, drop. let's go ahead and discuss Car's story arc this episode since it was very short other than listening or chastising or you know at least discussing with bill about her concern about holden then she analyzes the tapes she sees or notices that ford was disinterested halfway through the interviews <laughs> doesn't See how this helps what they are doing? And as they discuss, she's able to point out that despite him not being heavily into talking to dumbass motherfucking people cuz they was dumbass. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, that would have been trying my patience too. There's nothing like people killing people for the dumbest. I mean, just some of the most atrocious murders. Y'all know I've been into true crime recently so I've been hearing about these cases and I'm just like you kill all them people for that (laughs) like I it's mind-boggling how a low IQ can also um precipitate really violent and um numerous murders of individuals. It's like this cycle a pattern that happens that can, as they pointed out, be organized and disorganized. Kemper has a high IQ, but these two are pretty much dumb as a box of rocks. And yet they were able to get away with multiple murders. Uh one yeah, Junior had eight and Hans had three. And listening to their reasoning, it's so irrational. But it's rational in their eyes, and the fact that Junior doesn't understand—he had—that's an actual condition. And it, even though this is pretty much the the most obvious version of said, uh, uh oh man, I wrote it down. I'll talk about it on on JC Chronicles this week. Why did I say JC Chronicles? Um, on the JC podcast this week but it is a certain condition where people think they're smarter than they actually are and he really thinks that he is smart but he's just saying all the wrong things which made it 10 times more hilarious i would have been laughing my ass off in that interview (laughs) odin looked so exasperated you're you're a fucking idiot jim barney's face was saying it but he at least realized there was something of value to be to be obtained from these people even if it was minuscule and uh, that's why it is like, yeah, I'm glad that Jim Barney was there because at least it wasn't a complete waste of time. <laughs> Which is true. Uh, then she goes to the bar and meets with Kay and basically flirts with her, fights her back. That's going to be a relationship moving on to the holding of it all he goes to atlanta the airport is under new construction they taxi for like 15 minutes because of the new renovations to the airport that is supposed to attract new business um he meets jim barney Uh, they see that the first black mayor is being uh, or has been elected and so this is a highly controversial time in the city <laughs> for several reasons, which we learned later. He goes uh, with Jim to the first interview of William Jr. Pierce. Jr. is just, he's like, I didn't know they let colored in <laughs> in the FBI. But you see when he actually, and that's the thing, you, you would think initially that he, by that statement, he's quote unquote racist. But you have to understand that that's how people grew up calling black people. They just you know what you were, especially in the south. You know, it wasn't black people, it was coloreds. They probably still call people coloreds in the south right now. Because <laughs> that's what their mammy, their mammies, and they mammy, mammies, and the other mammies all taught them to say black people is colored. Uh but he's respectful. He's like, yes, sir, no, sir you know he he sees him as a person of authority despite his race and he's actually more receptive to him than he is to holden and he written he realized because he says are you as they are in the car he asks, how's the new guy working out he's like you mean gun he's like no greg he's like uh he's a mixed bag then he goes as good as nepotism gets you <laughs> It's like how, how much of this do i have to say because you know he's a mixed bag uh and then he says just so you know bill was in your corner and he understands immediately he's like yeah i get it <laughs> uh and he asks if he's read up on the two cases he's like yeah because he asked i was hoping to get some coffee with bill to, to talk about things he's like look you can just come with me to these you know get more insight for you uh and then he drops him off at the hotel and as he's checking in he meets tanya who is absolutely adorable what was she in i feel like i know her from something but i'm not necessarily sure what that is i have to look it up but she she sees that he's an FBI agent when she looks at his because he's like my name's Holden Ford it's an Australian joke she's like okay white boy (laughs) you know how someone makes small talk with you just like yeah 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 then she realized he's an FBI agent and she gets kind of nervous about it and you can see her whole demeanor change and she's like uh I should give you your key card but you know what let me just walk you up and make sure with everything and he's like oh no that's okay and she put up the sign <laughs> so she accompanies him upstairs to his room uh shows him in tells him that the room service actually sucks and it's hit and miss he's like i'll figure something out then she nervously leaves i'm really surprised he didn't he wasn't like but of course it's bill he's he's him especially a wild women of any variety <laughs> and then there's a soft knock on the door she says i get off in like an hour and i can take you somewhere it's the best place in atlanta and he's like sure when they showed him quickly in the shower brushing his teeth getting his shit together i laughed so so loud her name uh by the way I found out is Sierra McClain. And let me see what is her title there. That's what I know her from. 911 Lone Star. Like I know I saw yo behind uh <laughs> and something. I just didn't know what it was and now I do know. She is a home home dude's wife. I haven't caught up on that show in a really long time. It wasn't that I hated it. I just didn't like it as much as not as the original 911. I wasn't as invested. And they did a lot of church shit. And I just, uh, you know, I'm not into church shit. <laughs> I know that's terrible to say, but. <laughs> it sucked all of the interest out of the room. But yeah, I knew I knew her from like your face is so familiar. I just don't know where it's from. Uh, <laughs> he meets her down in the lobby and She's over there, she's got her fro out, you know, she's looking way different than she was in her work uniform. and she's like, on, over here." And then she darts out and then he's like, "You look nice. what really tell me what you want what you really really want what you want what you really He really I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna... thinks to offer or hail them a cab. She's like, "No, my car is right here. I'm sorry, I'm hurrying. it's because we're not supposed to fraternize with guests." And I'm trying to sneak you into this situation. Without telling you. <laughs> she uh. And did she know that he had it like. Cause he was definitely being like. Oh I cannot see you not going out girl. You looking too fine. I love that Holden. He doesn't even think about it. He doesn't. He's just like. I like what I see. And if it comes in my direction. <laughs> Like ease of the mindset that beautiful women do not are not attracted to me and when they do are attracted or they show interest I'm immediately like yes (laughs) um but I like their conversation in the car because she saw that he was into the music that she had on and he's like yeah I'm in the new wave and he's like I also like to watch tv and go to the movies and walks on the beach (laughs) And I like to read. She says she likes to read too, but she doesn't have the time for it. It's just work, work, work. She used to go to college, but she's saving up to go back. She used to be into the church, but, you know, she's not into the church, not because she's lost interest in God. She's not completely gone, but she definitely is in a certain crisis, but she does volunteer her time. She seems like an overall good, well educated person. Um, and he definitely is interested (laughs) she's gonna be disappointed to find out it's she her interest in him is for a totally different reason they stop at a restaurant uh it's a place that her cousin owns she's already called (laughs) ahead because he's like it looks like it's closed don't worry about it just come on they go in he's like i'll get you a plate uh he's like he looks awfully young for an FBI age. <laughs> she's like don't worry about him don't worry don't worry about him and the women are in the back these women are and I love the way Holden says all three of their names when he mentions the cases uh because although you know they are three separate women or one woman seems to have more of a uh where it's clear to be sexually motivated type of crime the other two are not linked to it but he considers them to be all linked so every time someone says mrs so-and-so he goes and mrs so-and-so and mrs Mathis. i know the one was mathis but i remember the other two so he meets with the he doesn't know what's going on at first um homeboy brings out that plate i was looking at that food like oh my god seriously nobody does a breakfast like a southern breakfast (laughs) i would be so fat if i lived in the south oh my gosh oh my gosh i'm so glad my mom can't cook that good (laughs) They bad but shit, she ain't got it like uh like i know some other like on my uh dad's side they from the south and they go i'll be like oh lord jeez oh they put their foot up in that they put their foot up in that are you be trying to take more than mo- so many goddamn plates home <laughs> like y'all is cooking be good but shit, it ain't like that southern soul food cooking Putting all they time, all they damn struggles up in that damn food. So I was staring at them plates and was very distracted <laughs> and holding about to eat, cause he knew he wanted to get up in that shit. But then he look, he's like, okay, clearly this is not about just. He's like, oh hello. Uh, then they're like, how old are you for an FBI agent? Almost thirty. Uh, I get that a lot though. <laughs> that I don't look so experienced. And he hears out there. You know what's happened to them all three of their children have been murdered or one has gone missing the other one uh the man beat him and then cleaned his washed his feet and then the other uh child that was found they she was clearly sexually assaulted and someone else's underwear stuffed down her own her throat which is horrible how uh, that mother walked off um you could definitely tell the one who's like yeah you're not gonna the one that's been up in the police like yeah you're not gonna allow this to to you know not to be forgotten in the media to be forgotten by the police despite the there's been no communication between the police things are different Um and so they give him a portfolio they asked him not to damage it of the work that they themselves have been doing interviews that the police didn't uh do and so they're just asking for his because she says look he's only here for one night he's willing to listen he even says how can i help and he agrees to look at it basically he uh he is still looking at it the next morning when Barney shows up Barney's like you talked to them how the fuck did they find you how the fuck did they find you (laughs) you've been in here one night and you had already managed to catch three cases (laughs) Holden you are a magnet Jim lets him know look uh this is a very controversial type of situation going on and you need to navigate these these waters uh and he says you don't need your name in another front page (laughs) he's like fair enough (laughs) (laughs) about how you just jumped in and took over the, the cases uh for the fbi can't be doing that uh so he agrees like i'll get you in touch with someone that i know that can look at the crime scene with you they go with me. Where do I know this guy too? I know him from somewhere. I know these actors. I know I was going back to. Well, first let's go to the first interview because I really didn't give Jim credit for the fact that he knew the type of candy or the knew the way to get uh, Junior to open up using a playbook from Holden because he read the Brutos and the Kemper uh, interviews. So this is someone who really should be in the FBI and he realized like yeah i uh, looked in at the photos and and he saw that like even as good as holden is holden still has opportunity is what they're really showing here uh he still has his own limitations pre uh, pred- uh what is the word i'm looking predate pred- 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 preceded. let's just go bias biases <laughs> so um he knew by looking at the photos that he's uh, he's addicted to junk food so that's gonna get he's like look as long as you give me this i'll tell you whatever the fuck you want to know <laughs> and then he immediately went from i didn't commit none of those murders to i did those three <laughs> and then you have the william hansen review that one was the one where i was i was even looking at him like what the fuck so he wrote to the police about the forces of evil thinking that His crimes could be covered up by telling the police where to find the bodies. They couldn't find the body. So he called them to tell them where the body was. Even though the police didn't know that she was dead. (laughs) Or that she was even missing. But he needed to connect the dots. Uh, (laughs) He's pretty much done with the interview. Before Jim once again steps in and says, look, why did you did you know these women were prostitutes and did the one woman you 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 know because he was looking at the recorder he's like you sure this can't be used against me he's like no it can't well I took him and I beat him in the head with a tire iron he doesn't seem to have any he has no foreknowledge of the crime he didn't plan it it just is what it was he's like they always around they just was women the one woman was white and he ran her over with the car, and it's actually Greg that makes the correlation that maybe it's because they were soldiers that he felt that um, they were talking about some bias. I couldn't, I couldn't, I was distracted at that point <laughs> about how good Holden me looking sometimes. They go back to, or he takes him Jim after that and takes him to meet up with a one of the peace persons assigned to the investigation or retired. Yeah, he's retired and uh, he looks at the book and like I I felt what the guy was saying because I felt he was being honest as honest as could be because he's like between me and you this one is a drug case. Uh, This one is clearly yes. I can't find any correlation between these murders. Not only that this city has a high murder rate particularly around children we also have this our first black mayor who wants to bring business to the city with this new airport except we also got white flight that's taking the money that he needs to build this said airport going to the suburbs and thus (laughs) they're trying to you know to hinder progress by taking business elsewhere because there's black people around right um if you know anything about atlanta georgia uh it's got a huge history huge history still 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 has that said history um about the political and economical stability and how that's uh influencing the political side of things and how they're trying to suppress the political side of things because of its generation of revenue because atlanta is as suspected from that black mayor which we know he was right a a huge huge uh commercial center for uh economic growth in America so on and so forth so um he says look you might be onto something right um I'm not saying you're wrong but unless there's more murder and it's proven then they're going to pretty much the politics is going to keep pushing the shit off and they're also looking up uh, at dcf dcfs because there were several complaints in the past now you know that in holden's defense all he's going is by the information that's been told. he doesn't live here he doesn't understand here and even they you know The guy's telling the truth. He's like, look, these are black murders. And there's a lot of black murders (laughs) in this town due to the demographic. And thus, if you're going to get everyone scared or, or jeopardize this particular murder or the idea of a serial killer being out there in Atlanta right now at this time, it has to be so concrete. And right now it's just not then he goes back to watching the window and if you caught what he was saying because <laughs> he's like you still watching like i watch them every fucking time and he's like yeah they get together they get their white sheets so he's watching the Ku klux klan because yeah the kkk definitely organized themselves for political movements and they still are unfortunately we just had a case um in in a town where they the guy went and shot up killed all these people just because he believed the idea that black people were going to take over and white people are going to go extinct i'm michael jordan stop it get some help and he's not a lone wolf thinking these ideas it's that it's that terrorist organization that we have that we've continued to have that's not still to this day considered a terrorist organization um continuing to to recruit and to put this violence down uh, violent propaganda down people's throats to precipitate these said actions so very apropos uh for the moment as it usually is with american history he goes to check out uh he says he had a meeting that morning uh that they i assure you everyone's doing everything they can she's like give me the book give me the book i'll waive your late fee if there's nothing else goodbye he's like tanya really wanted to get your number and for the most part that concluded the case Uh, this week and unfortunately i have a feeling that there's going to be more going on with this situation i think there may be another murder and i think that holden does think that there has been a miscarriage of of attention given to the case but i think he also knows that he hit a brick wall as far as where his involvement can go he wants to help he wants to do what he can and he, he does feel like he did because he did try to pursue it but it it only can go so far just not the answer that she wanted to hear but he was sincere in his in his desire she also apologized on the way back like thank you I didn't think you'd want to come with me she's he's like no it's no problem <laughs> I get that you probably needed to use this type of <laughs> method I'm not ignorant to the world around me despite how sometimes ignorant I sound of the world around me and that concludes our episode I really wanted to go to the next one so bad but I'm going to wait if you want to send feedback for the next episode blackercouch at gmail.com or you can uh, leave a comment below my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease Blacker Magic!